0: Welcome to Product Stories, where we explore how founders build successful software products. This is a podcast about product management, development, remote work, and everything else non technical as well as technical founders need to know to launch and scale software products. Today's guest is Anders Stu Petersen, uh, partner in Danish consultancy Abakion and uh, co founder of a startup called Milt. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Anders has over his time in in IT and, and software development, he's come up with a very simple uh, methodology. Well, in theory, very simple. At least the concept is very simple. But we'll definitely dive into that methodology to estimate and plan software development work. Um, Anders, why don't you why don't you give us uh, a quick background of yourself and how you've even found yourself in the position. Uh, that you needed to just come up with a better framework of, of uh, managing software development.
1: Sure. So I've been I've I've been self-employed for twenty plus years. I uh, have had consultancies in different sizes. I I merged my latest consultancy into Abaqian uh, to become part of owner of that. And um, one of the issues I've always had has been when got larger projects it is estimating and, and tracking progress um, but also uh, when hiring people being able to to differ if they were technical uh, they were missing technical skills or they were missing personal skills uh, because technical skills you can easily do something about but personal skills is, is more hard to, to work on so I've struggled with both for many years Um For many many years uh, trying to you know grow my business Um, and in the end I ended up going on to on on a a Christmas holiday thinking I might as I had like five or seven employees back then I I ended up thinking I might as well just close down my shop because I had a project that was running aground and and I kind of gave up on the entire managing people uh, idea so that's 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 my my <laughs> initial uh you know that's that's where it started so 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 it's it's born out of of a desperation of of actually getting things to go right instead of of getting things to go wrong
0: and so you were in this place. Uh, it was Christmas. You 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 had more negative than positive thoughts about your business. Uh, you didn't like managing projects. Um, what what changed? What what did what did you find or uh, or or maybe even read or how did you get to a new framework? So
1: I I've always been testing a lot of stuff and i've always been reading a lot of books and i've started uh, attending microconf where we also met uh, many years ago um, at a conference for self-founded entrepreneurs uh, and um, rob and mike in their podcast the startups for the rest of us they talk about uh, in, in one episode it's just a mention but they talk about how You should always be able to break down a task into half-day chunks. I mean, no matter how large or how small, you should always be able to say, the first half of the day, I'll do this, and the other half of the day, I'll do that. Um, So that was one thing I've heard recently uh, and thought a lot about, given a lot of thought about that concept of breaking things down into. Because people, you know, how long does it take? Oh, it takes a week. And... But what are you going to do in that week and people had no idea what they actually were were going to do the other thing i've i've read was a paul graham uh, post uh, i think it's called maker time and manager time or maker schedule manager schedule perhaps which is the difference between being a manager where it's it's driven by the outlook calendar or whatever calendar you're using you block in half hour or an hour at a time and you have a meeting and it's an hour and you have a meeting that lasts an hour no matter what you're doing basically. And then you have makers, people who actually create uh, stuff. uh, And that can be software developers, it could be writers, it could be painters, it could be all people who are doing creative stuff actually. It doesn't have to be software developers. I've trained other uh, people in in the methodology. And they need flow, they need deep work, they need this concept of, of forgetting time and space and being in that sweet spot where you just push yourself enough to forget about all the troubles in your life but not so much that you are struggling to get uh, progress and it's a really sweet spot to to locate uh, but when you're there you, you can really perform and it the, the thing about flow is it has a lead in and lead out uh, michael csegnichai has written a book about it it's not the easiest read of all but 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 it's it has a lead-in, it has a lead-out, and if you get interrupted in flow, there's a lot of studies on, on the last one. You, you lose around 25 minutes of, of productivity. Um, and then I've read a lot about transparency and vulnerability and how to get people to... that you, you need those things to, to have innovation. And, um, and all these things kind of came together during that christmas holiday where i was thinking about what what should my next move be and i decided that i'd i'd made some small simple rules and if you didn't follow them you would get fired um and see yeah well i'm kind of black and white that way you know so i was like either this i'm gonna fire everybody right (laughs) and (laughs) and i tried it out so january 5th first monday of the year after the uh, the new Year's Eve and, and all that I gathered my team and said we're gonna try something new and the new thing is that you're gonna uh, estimate everything you do in these half days chunks we didn't call them time blocks back then we called them whatever and um, and then you're gonna and I told them you're gonna do that now so <laughs> sit down for a half an hour and plan your week one block when you meet in, Monday morning, one block after lunch and the same for the rest of the week, 10 blocks in total. And, um, and then we're gonna sit down and talk about all 10 blocks. What are you going to do? What are you planning for this week? And then next Monday we are gonna do a retrospective on it. So next week we're gonna say, of those 10 blocks, what did you get done? Oh cool. And what did you not get done? Oh shit. Oh uh, sorry, uh, oh oops, and uh, and then we'll ask a few questions. You know, why didn't you get it done? Ah, because this and that. Okay, so what have you learned? And that's that's a much harder question because it's easy to say, oh, I didn't do it because blah blah blah. And I ask a, a coworker, so what have you learned? And he said, ah, oh, it was because blah blah blah. And I said, yeah, but what did you learn? And the fifth time I've asked him, he stopped and he said, oh you know then he started learning oh i learned that we need to coordinate before we blah 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 and i said cool and then i asked the third question so what will you do differently this week you know what will you actually change in your behavior to make sure you you're gonna accomplish your goals because the most important thing for makers are to get 9 out of 10 blocks accomplished every week so they can be a hero they know they have a job next week they know the 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 boss is happy for the progress. Um, and I don't as a as a as a manager, I don't care if you how much you get done, basically. Of course I do in a broader sense, but basically I need to be able to trust you. So it's more important if I should rank the if I had to rank them, it's more important for me to know that what you promised me you will get done
0: than how much you get done. Mm -hmm. And the the interesting part here is, of course, that there's sort of similar concept, but not quite, which now uh, everybody knows and everybody's talking about and nobody's implementing correctly. Um, And back then it wasn't even that popular yet, but uh, I'm obviously talking about Scrum. And these sprints and uh, estimating and learning from what was the last sprint, uh, establishing one's velocity, as you call it, uh, which uses the concept of points instead of time blocks to, un- to to give some meaningful way of estimating. But what that doesn't is um, put focus on 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 this flow aspect of like one giving somebody enough like half day block to to really do something meaningful. And I guess where, where the difference is as well, is that it, it, in Scrum, you also say that one task shouldn't take longer than a few hours. So the benefit is, okay, I'm, I am, I have to break down things into smaller chunks and that helps me uh, realize what I might've missed in estimating things but it it it, it's not enough of a guideline so that people actually get clarity on this but i think if if people get used in these half day chunks that are of which are there's only 10 in a week they might get a better sense of their own time is is that it well that's 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 a multitude of, of different aspects
1: of why i think this works so well when you implement it uh and one of the things uh, I realized just when you told me about this uh, now is that when you have these points, I've never thought about it this way, but if you have the points, you also have some people who can, you know, do more points than others. And then it starts becoming a competition. Who are, uh, am I good enough? Um, am I, I'm not as good as developers, Victor. Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta do more points, you know, and then it becomes competition and I become focused on myself and I, and you become my enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I talk about I don't care how much you get done. It's more important that you are if you're feeling uh, psychologically safe, you're gonna do a better job than if you feel that you're not as good as your your peers, right? So it's it's moving away from measuring people against each other to mm-hmm. measuring them against themselves. Um, and the reason I, I thought of this is because on the other end, you know, if if you, as me, as a consultancy, you you, you have to, you know, you do billable hours. You have to email an invoice to someone. And, you know, time registration has also always been a huge struggle for people. And I just realized the other day that I think the reason why people hate time registration, or a lot of people hate it, not everybody, is because they basically don't feel they have as much value as you know the next guy because he has more points so when they write the time registration they don't feel they give the same value to the world as their peers um and that's why time registration and planning and all these things becomes hard because it, instead of being you know you're doing good you start measuring yourself against other people and i i honestly don't care i it's a one on one thing what you should get in in, in in salary and what the star programmer should get. You know, that's, that's nothing for the group to discuss. So the Monday meeting has a huge upside in building trust. And you have to remember that if we, if we don't build trust in a team, when the shit hits the fan, everything beeps up. So you have to build trust while there's no problem have to, it's like, I know you you don't have kids yet, uh, but I have a kid. And one of the things about parenting is you need to spend time when there's not a problem. So when they end up in in trouble, you have a relationship that's strong enough that they come tell you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the team. If you don't have a strong relationship with your team and have built that every week, when a project uh, goes haywire, everybody starts blaming each other instead of uh, together solving the problem.
0: But I, I think what it also does is that four hours is this, this sweet spot between micromanagement and it's impossible to estimate in f- everything in 15-minute blocks. Uh, yeah, every yeah. Everything's going to be off in that case, and uh, n- n- nobody will pay attention to the estimation anymore because you just can't hit it uh versus if you estimate in chunks too large you won't notice soon enough that you're lagging behind uh versus here you usually do every day notice uh when something's just not getting done um so i assume that is also kind of the benefit of this and why why this works so beautifully what kind of projects do you use this on i use it on
1: our day-to-day support of our clients so on not project just on Well, one of the things you learn as a consultant is that we have a few clients where we know we don't know what but we know they'll eat a time block or two every week Mm -hmm. and if we don't plan for that but fill the week out with other projects and the client we know the client on average uses the other ones then we have to let down both the project client and the ad hoc client so you learn how much time you have for your products and you learn how much you have to reserve for other stuff and and um, and it just gives a sense of tranquility for the developer or for the maker when they meet up monday morning uh, after the monday meeting that they know what they're going to do and they have you know they feel safe and they feel uh, secure in, in having enough stuff to do for the week and it's better to get more done on the project those weeks where the ad hoc customers don't reach out to you than under delivering week after week Mm -hmm. So it's, and it takes like, it takes three weeks when you get a new team, when I've taught people this methodology, after three weeks, you know, everything starts to click and people start to plan for the, you know, if you have 10 time blocks as a developer here in Denmark, we work around 40 hours a week, you'll have... approximately 20 hours of development time the other 20 hours is email is chat is you know meetings is being interrupted by me or the another line manager or whatever right so you actually only have 20 hours of flow time but when when we plan the first week people put 40 hours of flow time into their calendar and i'm like so do you really think you're going to do that all this week no no but why are you planning it and they're like uh you know there's this disconnect right and then we start removing until people say yes i can this is a reasonable week for me and three weeks later people you know they hit the sweet spot of of reaching nine or ten blocks a week we want to push our limits we want to learn we want to be faster so we always want to push our limits but usually that's where we end up Unless, of course, we are talking about the odd employee who, for some reason, insecurities, you know, won't promise anything and won't deliver. Um, And um, this is a good methodology to finding the toxic toxic players on the team who actually is not trying to build trust, who is not willing to be vulnerable and open up and have a look at what they perform and... um, and they shouldn't be on my teams.
0: Is there anything that you do, or is there some coaching, or some some second chances that you give, or what do you do if someone simply can't get their—I don't want to call it quota—but make whatever they set themselves for the week? And the, the, the I but think that's, the... that's never going to happen. That, I haven't I haven't seen that happening yet. Mm-hmm. What I've
1: seen is that people when I, I when I look people in the eye and say so. Can you commit to that week? Is Are you going to promise me that you've gotten everything done next week? And they said, no. And it's okay to say no the first few times. And I said, okay, what should we remove? And sometimes, every now and then, it's very rare. I end up with a guy who ends up removing everything before he can promise he gets anything done. And I'm like, okay, there's something real disconnected here, right? So it's not about not... It's about they won't commit they don't trust themselves and they don't trust their abilities and they are uncertain and and no matter how uncertain you are how new you are how green you are you can commit to something so if you won't commit it's a different psychological problem and they're just toxic because they'll say something yeah i think i'll get this done and everybody will count on our team members delivering And they won't and everybody will get frustrated by that team member not delivering week after week after week. Again, it's not about how much you deliver. It's about being able to trust you because Thursday I'm going to do something. I I need your delivery Monday so I can do mine Thursday. And if you don't deliver, again, I'm just going to roll my eye and think bad thoughts about you and the team is going to suffer
0: and the the very interesting takeaway here probably because uh startup founders listening to this may be thinking okay but billable hours it aren't that important for me or even well i i do have deadlines but it's more important for me to get some things just right and spend a bit more than you know having people just promise deadlines but what what probably the the most important thing or the takeaways here um that people who give themselves a scope and not have it assigned by someone, but but agree on a scope for themselves and then commit to it, actually do it. Is that what it is?
1: It is. So you build accountability. People have to train their accountability to adhere to this uh, methodology. You have to be accountable. And um, and they train it, and they and they f- take it as a personal failure if they don't get stuff done, and they're gonna reach out, um, and and you want accountable people, you want people who, when they see something is wrong, they fix it instead of thinking that's not my area of responsibility, especially in a startup, right? You want people to notice. Oh, this is a good opportunity, and do it instead of waiting for someone else to tell them. You want people to be really accountable. And you need trust, and you need vulnerability, and you can only build that when everything is going good. Um, The other thing, the other takeaway from this methodology is, uh, is especially, and I've used this a lot uh, when using remote teams, is that... when, with my consultant clients, I send an email, or my team sends an email, every Monday morning with, We have planned this and we didn't get this done last week, but we did this instead, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, So when I work with remote teams, uh, I just gently try to nudge them to email me every week. Say, This is all the tasks we know, this is what we got done last week, this is what we are planning to do this week. Because again, that builds the trust that I, you know, I, They have this accountability they are they know what they they can do and and they adhere to it and and they deliver Uh, and i ask every remote guy i've ever worked with to do this and some does and some doesn't and um, if they don't i have to call them i have to check up on them but if i just get an email every week i have no um, they don't they don't you know pop up in my head like what i get i'm what are they doing this week, right? I just know, so I can concentrate on other things to put out fires at other places.
0: Which is which is great. You mention it, especially in remote environments. Um, does that also work with contractors who are not full time? Because what I what I think is that um, they may want to commit to something. But then something completely unplanned from a different environment than yours comes up, as it always does, and that that probably probably uh, destroys that that vision a bit. Um, have you worked uh, like this with with independent contractors as well? Yeah, and it's this—you know—the problem
1: isn't different from me having clients in my consulting, um, because the rule is if if whenever we can't. Uh, deliver on something we committed to to a client we have to tell the client right as soon
0: as we know so it's also about communication it's uh, about communicating it's this is setting expectations yes
1: this is this is not a methodology to get work done this is not a estimation methodology this is a communication methodology it's a framework for getting the very important uh, communication running. It's it's nothing else. It's about communication because, and I'm I'm sitting right now. I have a remote team, and we're way behind schedule. I got hit by Corona. Not me, but my team got hit by Corona. Now we have a team member with a broken rib, so it's really going great. Um, and just as as my primary on this project got back from Corona. The remote team got Corona, right? And it's and it's and everything goes. Hey, but luckily, I knew it the same day as he knew it. Of course. And then I can. I mean, then I could call the client who are depending. You know, really waiting. I said, "Sorry, we're not going. You know, now we they've been hit by Corona, so now we are at least four weeks behind schedule." And my client, for the first time, my client said, "Oh, it's starting to be a problem because we're it's a new e-commerce system we're building." And um, we're starting to lose customers because we haven't switched over and the old one isn't updated on the stock info. And I was like, oh Jesus, I, I wish you told me that earlier. And they said, yeah, but we didn't think it one got, was going to be a problem. But now I'm telling you, I'm like, okay, I'll build a connector from the new a economic system that is working into the old shop system so we we'll can update the, the inventory and get that working so you don't lose customers because they get angry because they order something that isn't in stock mm-hmm. and if I hadn't reacted immediately on, on the information from my side they wouldn't tell me that they were losing customer trust would start to deteriorate because they would sit in their cams thinking why isn't Anders delivering that stupid beep 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 and i would be like why didn't they tell me bop 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 and think they were stupid and we would roll our eyes and the, the corporation would would go to pieces
0: that's but true. just by being proactive and
1: honest and transparent this didn't happen, and they can wait. Now they can wait indefinitely for the update because I'm just going to push the inventory out in the old yeah. subsystem. system. So they, have, they they don't have any rush anymore. And it was just true. one. That's a 15 minutes call that made something that could have gone haywire just work.
0: That's that's a beautiful takeaway. Uh, as a as a maybe last last thing that that we can uh, discuss to wrap this up is now if anybody's listening and they would. They want to say okay i would like to try it you already said takes about three weeks uh, any tips or takeaways and how to implement this with an existing team to try this uh yeah. on an easy you have way to do, you
1: have to do it f- fully for mm-hmm. the entire team and sub teams and teams below uh, you can not do it half-heartedly so uh so you know play with it. it it's it's as simple as as taking a you know we started just on a piece of paper and and just 10 blocks on an, and on a piece of paper and with post-it notes you can put them down and say this is my week do that start there and then just be honest about you know did you get things done or not and I, you know i've been i've been at a first weekly meeting where people You know, discover that they didn't test their software as they thought. Where the manager was like, "Don't you have those test cases?" No, no, they haven't been running for weeks or months. And you know, skeleton dropped out of every cupboard at all. And it's and it's not like it wasn't there before. Nobody just knew. So it's more about you know starting to communicate about what you're doing, and and giving everybody on the team five minutes of time. You know, nobody should talk less. So if you don't talk, you we just sit silently for those five minutes. But everybody should tell what they're doing. And then just, you know, follow up next week and follow up and follow up. And a bit of caution. I've been doing this, we've been doing this for four or five years. I can't even remember anymore. And every summer vacation and every now and then, you know, I am too busy. I have to do something Monday morning and I'm not there for a month because something or a client or whatever. And we stop doing them on the Monday meeting, and we forget about it, and then you know all this noise and and all these problems start creeping in, and I'm like, ah! and we sit down and we do it, and we have a lot of calls to make the first week, and then everything quiets down again, and we've we've seen this like four or five times, so it's it's not easy, because you are, if you have any self worth issue or self confidence issues, they will try to uh, argue why this isn't a good idea. Um, so, so it's always a battle between, you know, the lazy side of you or the, and the, the side that want to perform and you just have to consciously decide that we're doing it no matter what we're doing it.
0: Nice. Got to stay persistent. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, that was super, super helpful and super insightful. Uh, where can people learn more about you, about the time block methodology? Where would you like to point people? Well,
1: they could go to timeblock.com and read a little bit about it, and they should reach out to me um, and we can talk about training or coaching. I also do coaching. So there's a lot of, of, of possibilities uh, for improving your performance. And, and uh, so,
0: yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So it was thank great you. to have you
1: thank you to ha- for having me
0: this show is brought to you by Trustshoring, your friendly concierge to find reliable and tested software developers from eastern europe we recruit full-time developers match you to an experienced software house that's ideal for your requirements or recommend a reliable freelancer for smaller projects but most importantly You benefit from our experience of developing software remotely for almost 10 years. We give you one-on-one guidance all the way so you're never lost. Stop the tedious hiring or vetting process and get matched to reliable talent. Sign up for a free consulting call with one of our experts today. Go to TrustShoring.com.